Hello world, I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other shit. shit. Okay, Stanley, today, no yes. small talk, no chatter. No, Let's get straight to We're going to try. Yes. Let's get yes, straight we're gonna to it. We're going to do it. Yes. But I feel like people like that. No, is it just us? Our, our banter. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It might just be us. It no one's told us. us to shut the fuck this up is true. yet. Not so yet. Not it's yet. Okay. That people like it. Um, <laughs> but today, no. I just I feel like sometimes we get a little sidetracked. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. I don't want any sidetracking today. We've got to talk about okay. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yes. And tell us how much you love R. Kelly. Are we still listening to his music? Like, when's his new album coming out? What's going I- on? If R. Kelly ever comes out with another album in for the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. it will be a problem. Um, no, it's it it it's crazy. Um, the Surviving R. Kelly docu series um, it debuted on Lifetime what three weekends ago now? Mm-hmm. It's like three weekends ago. It was, it was a couple and weeks it's ago. Still going strong. Yeah. Like mute hashtag mute R. Kelly is still a it's still a thing. Yeah. Like Refinery Twenty Nine's Unbothered, which is like there was R Twenty Nine Unbothered is mm-hmm. the Instagram account for black women, like women of color. Oh wow. They just posted just it just all it said was like hashtag mute R. Kelly. Like that was all <laughs> the post was. Do like, you know who came up with the hashtag mute R. Kelly? It was um these two women. Um they're in the docuseries. So I think I know you saw what the third episode yes. we watched mm-hmm. together. They they talk about it, I think maybe in the second episode and then later on. Oh no, it's probably later on that they talk about it. These two women um who started and basically it was just like he was still just booking shows. He was still doing shows. He was still making money and it was just like, No, he so should what, not be allowed to do this. So these two women were just they were not involved in the scandal at all, right? No. Okay, no, okay. these were not women who knew him or were any extension of mm-hmm. him. These were women who saw what the hell was going on and they were just like, This is crazy. And then um I forget their names. I just I there were so many people in that yeah, docuseries it was, yeah. that it, it was, it was hard like to something keep up like fifty all their names something were. survivors who spoke. That's crazy. Yeah, I was reading that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um the woman Okay, see, we were just watching that, and I don't remember her name. The 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 backup singer, like Janelle or Javante or something like Javante that. Javante right? Cunningham. Yes. yes. Um, for me, she stood out probably the most because she seemed so affected. Mm. Obviously, the survivors were affected, but I feel like she saw so much, and she was with him from a young age too. And uh-huh. I don't, she didn't speak on any abuse or anything that had taken place between them mm-hmm. like that he had touched her done anything but it seems like she saw a lot she witnessed a lot and she's finally getting it off her chest but i mean she probably feels guilty to some degree as well exactly that she just kind of was a bystander like a not a bystander uh in a sense yeah bystander yeah, witness right. yeah yeah it's 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 crazy but what aunt andrea kelly said you know this man could could not even read and write. He could barely read and write. He didn't do this on his own. He had help. There's no way that this could have gone on as long as it did and as extensively as it did yeah. without people. It, it was more than just people being complicit. Mm-hmm. No, he had help. He had help. People like, went out of their way to help him do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's the most fucked up. Yeah. 
it's it's bad enough all the people who were just like, well, I saw him with this girl and I thought it was weird. I thought it was funny yeah. and I didn't say anything. But then the people were just like, oh, yeah, like I legit picked them up in this truck to go pick up these young mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. Like, you know. Like she was and saying, him booking them the there. tickets. Right. The plane tickets that are flying these young girls here exactly. and there. The hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, making those correspondences. Like one of the girls was saying that she, they were like, have you ever met his wife? And she said, well, we both checked into the hotel at yeah, one Yeah, I think that was Lisa Van Allen. Yeah, and yeah. she was with the assistant checking into the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and just, she was like 17. Yeah. Yeah. And Which honey, was, was legal. It was age of consent in Illinois. Okay, okay. In Illinois. And then that's the thing, too. I was wondering about that. Right. When they traveled, though, in the, if the age of consent changes from state to state, then, you know, is he liable? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I would think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I told you my mom was like, he's a pimp. Well, when you said that, then I she was thinking... He's a pimp. When you say that, yeah, his behavior does kind of sound like pimpish or, you know, pimp related. I mean, he has all these women Absolutely. that he's Prey controlling. On people who clearly already have issues. Yeah. Are just young. Already vulnerable. Yeah. Yep. Or young. Very impressionable. But, I mean, her stance is that he was able to get away with this for so long because other people were doing it too. Yeah. Like she was just like, no, he's not the only person who was indulging in this behavior, mm-hmm. who was sleeping with these underage girls. My mother was like, no, he was bringing these girls to these record execs and other musicians and stuff. And they all participated. And that's why they're not going to say anything because if they, if he goes down, he's going to take a lot of important people down with him. Well, didn't you say that he said something about Usher? Is that what you told me? No. That someone, maybe it wasn't you. I feel like someone said, Oh, if if you're gonna um, say that I've been with all these underage girls, you should ask Usher. You should go to these other, oh, you no, know, singers and people and talk to them. I'm not sure. Maybe it was one of our friends who said it, who's from Chicago, and he was talking about how he, um, you know, grew up in in the city, and he had heard rumors from when he was younger how R. Kelly would go to the schools mm-hmm. and um, he would hang out at the high school. Yeah, hang out apparently. at the high schools, and and I'm pretty sure the documentary was out. Like it started a couple of weeks ago. And at that point, when he was telling me this, I didn't, hadn't seen the documentary, so I, I didn't know a lot of information about it. So I didn't know the specific details. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if he had, how he was telling it, he had known years, I had heard about this years ago mm-hmm. when he was growing up in Chicago, that R. Kelly was at this games and, and, and had, would take the girls. and do. So it seemed like people, there were whispers from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We, we were just talking how the Vibe magazine and all these things that we heard about Years ago, oh, yeah, when the first the, allegations, with the, uh, Alia yeah, and the marriage. I remember that. I just, I just remember being so young, but just in my heart, just knowing they did that. I was like, they got married. I believe it. And people were like, no, it's fake. The marriage license is forged. That's not real. Vibe is making this up. And I was like, how would they get a fake marriage license? Yeah. I just maybe my young brain was just thinking that it wasn't even possible to forge these things. Mm-hmm. That I believed it. And I was so naive, I thought it was true. <laughs> and it was just like, sometimes that's all you need that's all is you to need. just look yeah. at things as simply and take them on their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, God, the, the idea. And Javante Cunningham said, like, that for me, watching that in the documentary is the first time to hear someone say, they were having sex. Mm-hmm. We saw him having sex with Aliyah. Because I always said, you know, she passed. We would never know what really happened. Because he's mm. never going to say anything. No. 
But for someone to say, I saw it with my own two eyes, mm-hmm. them doing it. It's just like, okay, well, now we know the truth. Then he doesn't get to get away with, well, she died. She can't tell nobody. And her family wants to deny it, which is sad. I get why. I get it, right? Yeah, like they, it was, like they probably knew, not maybe not to the extent, but they knew something was going on because you were talking about when they were on They knew it wasn't the right. Television. They knew yeah. the relationship between him and her wasn't right, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like I said, R. Kelly didn't just make music. He didn't just make sex music. R. Kelly made raunchy, graphic overly hypersexualized music yeah. so for him to take your 15 year old daughter under his wing as his protege mm-hmm. in itself is just not right yeah it's it, it that's bizarre yeah. and if your parents didn't think that that was bizarre something's wrong with them and i get it they want the fame they want the fortune it's just like these parents you know just as early as last year yeah. why would you take your daughter after all the allegations and after all the stuff that's happened, take your daughter to an R. Kelly concert. Yeah. Let R. Kelly pick your daughter out of a crowd. Mm-hmm. What? Take a meeting with him. Like, oh, y'all going to go to the studio. You, you can't possibly think like, oh, well, it'll be different because I'm going to make it different. No, because even like what we were saying is, I think if I had heard something, say I heard allegations or say mm-hmm. I heard whispers, rumors, and I wasn't true. And then someone approached me, I had a daughter. I would think, okay, well, I'm not sure if this is true. Say I don't even know. I feel like if a parent hears something like that and they aren't sure if it's true, they're still going to be very watchful over their children. Right. You're going to make sure that they are not left alone in the company because you're not, you're like, I don't want to risk that. I don't want to take that risk just because it, it may be true and then something happens to my child. So I don't understand, to your point, how could any parent leave their ch- child in the custody or with someone? I would say beyond that because I think these parents thought Oh, exactly like that, right? Well, we just won't leave her alone with him. We just need to lay the ground rules. Like, you're never to be left alone with him. Uh, How many 16-year-olds defied their parents? And, like, went behind their parents' back and did things that their parents told them not to do? Are you stupid, parents? You know better. Mm -hmm. Don't be silly. Why don't you err on the side of protecting your daughter and not bringing her around and an accused sexual predator in the first fucking place? Like... There are so many other people out there who do music that you can try to get to. Mm-hmm. You didn't think maybe it's a little suspicious that he is so accessible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To your 16-year-old daughter of all people? Mm-hmm. Mm, I wonder why. Like, come on. Yeah. If your daughter's that talented, then try to take her... I was about to say baby face. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little old. Um, But you know what I mean? Just like... Then try to take her to some of these other executives. There are women out here doing that thing, too. Yeah. Maybe try to take her to some of these women execs. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's not to say they're in less danger with a woman, but still. And then the other, that couple, maybe the Savages, I might be mixing them up. But um, there are two couples who, to this day, have not seen their daughters. It's what do you with mean? one couple. Um, so you didn't so- see the, the, the last two episodes. It, this was recently, like last year, um, 2018 and 2017, maybe even 2016 for one girl. Um, one couple, they were trying to do this music thing with their daughter. She was 16. She went to see him by herself at some hotel. The father rolled up or the parents rolled up. Like, we think our daughter's there. They were like, no, it's nothing under that name. 
It was a whole thing. They're like, oh, we didn't like it. You know, we let him know this can never happen again. This won't go down. That should have been enough for them, but it wasn't. Continue to try to work with him. Eventually, their daughter leaves, goes to Chicago to to be with him. He was like, you know, we're going to get someone from the record label to come and chaperone over her woman, which I was like, first of all, you're not getting anyone from your camp to no. chaperone my daughter. Exactly. I don't even know. I, aside from I don't know this person, I don't know their legitimacy. This you could don't be your cousin, trust them. right? Like, yeah. I don't know them from a, a hole in the wall. Exactly. So how about no? If it's not gonna be me or her father, it's not going down. Exactly. But no, they sent her out there. They sent her sister to go with her. Her sister's supposed to be grown, but she seems just as young. All this shit goes down. The sister doesn't tell the parents. Until later on, when they can't see her anymore. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, you've kidnapped our daughter. And then the cops are like, we can't do anything about it. She's 18 now. And they're like, we can't do anything. Well, so, how long ago was this? Like, like in This was like two or three years. So they have not seen their daughter to date. And they're like, please, just, just call us. So just let like, us know you're alive. Come home, please. And nope, they have not seen their daughter. No. Well, and, I don't know the details, but from what the little what you gave me, it just sounds like they were stupid. Like, I mean, for lack of a better word, I mean, I just, yeah. My thing is, even if the per, even if he didn't have all this surrounding him, my thing is like you were saying, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So my thing is, you wouldn't want your child, your daughter, your son to be in this element underage. So they should have an adult chaperone. The safest person being you, one mm-hmm. of their parents. Mm-hmm. So you take them to meetings. You go wherever they go. It's like, no, we're not letting you go to the studio with these grown-ass people. Right. Just because they're grown and you're a minor and people smoke. They they smoke, they drink, they do things that we, as a parent, I probably don't want you doing at this age. Again, also, though, it's not like it, it, it's not like it is baby face, right? Yeah. It's not puffy like it's not diddy it's r kelly his whole his entire like persona as an artist as an entertainer has been about graphic hyper sexualized like very just over the top yeah raunchy sex so you already know you you know what i'm saying he he put it out there it was not a secret we knew r kelly was about we all listened to to 12 play sex me seems like you're ready your body's calling let's not even talk about the later music we like it was graphic so that in itself should have been enough to say Let's try to see if we go for somebody else. If we could get you don't to want R. Your Kelly, maybe young daughter being associated with it, right? Life. But my thing, to your point, I agree with that. But I, what I'm saying is that, and I think you probably understand. What I'm saying is, even if it was babyface, even if it was someone with a clean image, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know this person, right. and I'm thinking I'm sending my young daughter off to Hollywood or wherever to record in a studio. I don't know who is going in and out of the studio. I know your producer. You work with other people. I want them to be safe. So, I don't care if it's, if it's Barry Manilow, whoever. It's just like, well, honey, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> Barry. Man, it's just like, you know, who you know, it's, it's like, you know, some like person you think is horrible. Even if it's a, a gay guy. It's like, sweetie, I'm going to go with you. Because I just want to make sure you're the right element. As my job as a parent to make sure that you're safe. And I want to, you, you're just there to record music and mm-hmm. that's it. You're going home. You're 16 years old. Right. So it could be anyone. Right. It it could have been anyone, and I think most parents would have gone with their children. It's weird to me that you wouldn't. Right. Right. Wouldn't be there for your underage child. Yes. Yeah. Especially but, too. It's like in 2016, 2017, 2018, 
We've seen enough movies, documentaries, exactly. all kinds of stuff about. We know what the hell happens. Yes. In Hollywood, yes. in the music industry, in these industries, and then how young girls get taken advantage of, and we know, and also let's let's not even touch on. We don't need to talk about the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it's been happening, yeah. and for most women, you already know. Yeah. Like for most women, at some point in your life, if if not you, then a close friend, a relative, or someone you know has either been sexually abused, assaulted, harassed, or whatever in some way. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is enough for you to say, yep, nah, my daughter, I'm going to be right there. Because it can happen with you right there. So yeah. imagine all the stuff that happens with you, not right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I don't really understand what some of these folks were thinking. I'm like, 15-year-old girls get played out by 15-year-old boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. They like they have no chance against a grown-ass man. A grown-ass man who's used there to doing this, no, who's a predator. I mean, there are no defenses against no. someone who's more mature and more experienced. You, I mean, how many 15-year-old girls didn't cry their eyes out because some 16-year-old boy That's very did true. or said something to them or made them feel some kind of way? That's very true. I was like, it has nothing to do with um, being vulnerable all the necessarily or having come from a bad background or, you know, a broken home. Yeah. It's about being a young girl. And and it's, and it's just even thinking about, like, how my family is, and everyone's different, but I'm pretty sure your family was like this to a certain extent. Like, if my sisters are like my young cousins, when you know, the female cousins, mm-hmm. the, the, the women, the young girls... And say that my cousins had, my male cousins had a lot of their male friends over. Mm -hmm. And say there was like a 13-year-old girl, you know, there hanging out with all of the guys. They're going to know, sweetie, you need to come over here with us. It's just like, well, we know. Yeah, it's even like they just say, we just don't want any chance of there being any funny business. It's like, you're a young girl. You're Mm -hmm. not going to be out there with these boys. And Mm -hmm. you know how sometimes they get in and we have to, we just don't want any issue. You know, and it's just like. You're not thinking of anything, and maybe they aren't thinking of anything, but things happen sometimes, and mm-hmm. you just don't want to put anyone in that sort of situation. So, I think also, too, that that would happen as well because they didn't want the girls around the things that the boys did. I know at least oh, for my family. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of makes me think about that Gillette commercial, mm-hmm. that whole boys will be boys. And exactly. it, it's pretty bad because it's just giving the boys a pass, and it's giving the boys an For bad behavior. Yes. To do that and then to just say to the girls, well, you just need to not be around it. Mm-hmm. You need to make it your business to not be around yeah. it, not be a part of it. Instead exactly. of checking the boys. Checking the boys, yeah. And teach them. It's, yeah. You know, things that we've had plenty of conversation, you know, the double standards and how, you know, you know, guys will be guys and girls, you know, they're expected to sort of be hyper aware of their surroundings and men and, and change their behavior and modify, you know, just their existence mm-hmm. whereas guys can just be yeah. and guys are just like no you walk around and you tiptoe around the men because right. this is how they are this is what they do this is their world and this and we the rest of us are just i'm like the rest of us there's only two genders <laughs> <laughs> Which, where, where do you fall Stanley? you're, you're I, somewhere between the men and the I, women I, I, I mean, not, maybe maybe is that what maybe, that is to be but, a, a gay black man in america well i think but this in <laughs> You know, an effeminate um, gay black man, right. I think. Yeah, yes, is true. Yeah, but it, it is definitely, you see that. You see the double standard. And it's like, no, teach your, God, teach your boys 
and and the men to do better to, to be better just the comments the pulling on girls and all those sort of mm -hmm. things and with the Gillette commercial which I liked and it didn't bother me because I know a lot of people were upset about it because you know what this is... were they upset about I don't well understand. some some people were upset about it because I think from one um, perspective okay this is my shaving company you know I I just I don't want to go here for I this. just want a razor I just want a razor get and the that's fuck it. out I don't of wanna, here you know like when they say um, these companies do have a social responsibility I agree you, it doesn't matter if you're selling Werther's original this yeah. is what's happening in this the world right now in the real world. you cannot ignore that yeah. because guess what when it's Christmas time. Do you not put out an ad that's surrounded around Christmas, mm -hmm. right? Is it not like, oh, you want to make this really touching, really inspiring commercial about your fucking shaver? That's a great you point. You sure the hell do. That is a great point. So why point. the hell would you ignore it with all these other things that are way more important? Yeah. that's a, Oh my gosh, that is a good point. Yeah. Look at you, girl. That <laughs> ring working. <laughs> every now and then, get a little wine. It's like, her. oh gosh, a spot, yes. a spot. But, yeah, no, but I mean, that, that, to me, that's ridiculous uh -huh. to say... Oh, I don't want this from my shaving company. Just give yeah. me a razor. They just give me a razor. Oh, I don't want anything to do with it. And, you know, other people too. I mean, I think most of us have to be... I think most of us are aware... You know, this is a big corporation. They're about mm -hmm. making money. So, of course, certain corporations are going to jump on the bandwagon of certain things. And certain companies... Companies can change their ways. Let them jump on the bandwagon if it's a good bandwagon. I, I agree. If it's Who only cares promoting if they're trying positive, to make money? Right. Yeah. Great. Then let them do that. Yeah. And and I know even... They have then, a far reach. Yeah, they have a far reach. And that's affecting people on, you know, morally and ethically. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. I don't care, you know, because, you know, I was talking to Josh and other people who... And I was trying to get, like, talk to straight guys who do... You know, Josh is not a straight guy because I'm dating him. <laughs> but um, other guys, too, who... And the people, like, I spoke to my brother who has two sons and they were like, we like it. And a lot of them said, hey, you know, also this is a big corporation and we don't know who they're giving their money to. They could be funding these, you know, Nazi racists, you know, because Nazis are always racist. It's like a redundant thing. But <laughs> you, know, so. you don't know who their money's going from behind <laughs> the scenes. You don't know how they really feel. What what are they doing, um, to, you know, with their money to sort of help these communities are not even necessary communities. Are they doing good things with their money? Look it up. And, and but then if you want to know, look it up. But then I didn't really care. And I thought the reason why I don't care is because of course I feel like any corporation that's huge that has billions of dollars in America, you're done some shit. You're done some you're doing mm -hmm. something that isn't benefiting someone and blah blah blah. Or blah, you're blah, messing blah. up the environment. Yeah, you're messing up there's some something. bad shit. But I do think to have this message, I don't care if you're trying to just sell more razors or if you're trying to do this. Because I think it's important and I think some people will pay attention to it and it right. will help them check their behavior. Especially for something that is so, so like relevant right now and, and, and there needs to be a cultural shift uh, between that, between the genders and how people relate to one another. Listen, at the end of the day, they could have some big campaign with some commercial to push to sell a whole bunch of raises and make a lot of money that does nothing yeah. for society and has no positive impact on yeah. social justice mm -hmm. and make just as much money. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> what they're doing, which is, yes, it could be a ploy, mm -hmm. you know, to sell $9 billion in raises. And guess what? Maybe also they make a little bit of social change mm -hmm. 
as a result, why would that be such a bad thing? Like, do we, are we really at that point now where we just, like, want to complain for the sake of complaining? Yeah, that, yeah. We clearly have way too much goddamn privilege mm-hmm. and and too much entitlement that then even, so we ask people to do good, and then when they do good, mm-hmm. we have to find some fault in the yeah. do-goodness. You cannot have it both ways, you can't have people. It both ways. <laughs> like, and I feel like... What the fuck? And We've I wonder if some people feel out. like it's coming like all of the stuff that we're dealing with, like, you know, we talk about all this stuff that's happening with our country politically and, you know, the Me Too stuff. And it's like, well, we feel like shit is hitting the fan because it's just we're bombarded. All mm-hmm. the natural disasters, you know, all these things that are happening every day that we're bombarded with just information overlay. Yeah, social media, yeah, social media which does not have. And we have a 24-7 news cycle, Exactly. Which, which we didn't exactly. have before. We didn't have a phone. Just we think about how bad the 90s were with all the shit that yes. used to go down. If we had social media and a 24-7 news cycle in the 90s, we would have thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, and the 90s was Goddamn. Yeah, right. I, was say, I never used that word, but it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Fisher. OJ. The Menendez brother. What, was Amy Fisher Rodney the one King. who shot someone? Oh, that was, yeah, Mary Jo Botafugo, she shot her in the face. Oh, that was Lorena Bobbitt. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Oh, like, yeah, such good stuff. Now I it sounds you. like sensationalized, doesn't it? It's like, oh, such good stuff. The, Happy times. Well, because it Did was you say OJ? so nuts. You already said OJ. You said OJ. Oh, okay, okay. You know. The stuff was so nuts and out of this world, a woman cut off yeah. her husband's penis. Yeah. And a so, woman, a, a 17-year-old girl shot a woman in the face because she I was sleeping with she her was husband. So young. Like, yes. she, you were sleeping with my husband and shot me in the face? Yeah. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Something about that story don't seem right yeah. like, can we go back on the details cause that don't sound about right yeah. like a woman got a crowbar taken to her knees mm-hmm. like for an ice skating competition yeah. like and the they, Menendez brothers they killed their parents, they killed their parents. Like, yeah. were they twins the, or just brothers just brothers yeah. John Bonet Ramsey we still don't know what happened to that little was girl was that in the 90s yeah that was in the 90s what, oh my god it's nuts the shit that went down in the 90s like, that's true and then that was with a limited amount of like technology right people have because when they had that nancy kerrigan thing i'm pretty sure it was on the news i remember as a child and she right, was like so why who got the, the comedians the made fun of, of the oh they had that camera phone. right in her like, face who got footage of that they had it was the live i think it was live television <clears throat> even they like ronnie it. king remember they oh, yeah. everybody in la have been talking about the police brutality and the beatings for a while mm. all of a sudden randomly it was a civilian that got that yeah. that shot that Rodney King, spark of the L.A. riots. And then like, you think too, where was this civilian? Where was? Why was you carrying around a camera? A, a record like a, those things were huge back then. They were humongous. We had <laughs> we had a camcorder. We used to make we used to make music videos. Oh now. my god! <laughs> I remember me and my brother doing Faith Evans. You used to love me, and like we used to do the what fade. What was he doing? He was the cameraman. Oh, okay. I was so singing, like, oh. but he was supposed to fade out, and I would run to a different position. But he would forget to hit the fade, so we watched it back, and you just see me running oh, to try to change the position because we didn't have editing tools. Like oh my god! <laughs> so much that I wish you could find that tape. You should, and we can convert it into like a CD or. <laughs> Oh, lo- yeah, I was about to say, a VHS. We well, wouldn't no- have anything to even watch it on. What do you mean? Oh, If but we then- found that VHS, we would have nothing no, you to can watch t- it well, on. Well, yeah, you can take it to places and then convert, convert your um, old files. They can I give suppose. it to you on a... You can turn it into a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> something that you put on your computer. You I see, suppose. I'm like an old person. I'm like, turn it into something that you can put on the computer. <laughs> I still say internet. It's crazy because yeah. talking about... The 90s is just making, bringing me back to R. Kelly. Oh. Well, because R. Kelly was in the 90s. He was and a all this huge stuff. part of 
our like music, like our life soundtrack growing up. Yeah. In the I mean, 90s. I, I didn't listen to him that much. Jeffrey oh, I was, was a fan. It. I know you were a fan, and Jeffrey was a fan you when he came out with the cassette. Out, I didn't know all the words. Um, I, you remind me of a Jeep. That album. You remind me of what album was that? That wasn't Twelve Play. No, I, Twelve no. Play was before that or after. Um, that was after Twelve Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember that album. Jeffrey had it. Yeah. And he would only play it when my mother was at home because I'm pretty sure. Well, she, you know. What did I say? That was music you didn't play around your parents. And if your parents played it around you, they were hood parents. <laughs> because what the hell are you doing playing Sex Me? Yeah. Or 12 Play? Mm-hmm. Seems Like Ready around your kids. Oh, seems like it ready, Lord. Even like later, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like... Like feeling on your booty. Oh, it was yes. just like, yeah, we ain't play that around my mother. Like no. that was a little more like benign, at, because the times had started to get more provocative. Yeah, certain things were less provocative. Mm-hmm. They weren't so taboo. But even still, it was like certain things. No, like my my mother's not going for that. It was like she knows we listen to it, but she doesn't want to hear it. But she probably should have been checking us. She should have been like nine miles. You know. Not- in my Not house. Like, she should have just been. You know what? Did you hear Ayanla talking about it? No. About the, see, now, I feel like me and Ayanla would have a good conversation with that. Hold on, where was she? Where, where was she just being interviewed? Or I, I, just catch a clip, I just saw a clip online. And um, it was basically, she was talking about what we were talking about with the parents. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, a lot of people are going to come for me for this, but... Those parents did not protect their girls. Yeah. She's saying, you know, it's this wanting, this like need to be famous, like wanting to make them famous. Mm-hmm. She was just like, and she was like, it's the same thing that we do with our boys with football, right? Yeah. We don't teach them like all these other skills and things they need. They need is just like come up in that world and go out and make that money. Mm-hmm. But then how to navigate that world and like how to protect themselves in that world we don't teach them and they don't know and they're yeah. so young. So young. Like football players when they get drafted, 18, 19 years old, they're so young. Basketball players too. Mm-hmm. Imagine you take a kid from Buffalo, New York. It's hood. Yeah. You take a kid who ain't never had nothing, just grows up to be seven feet, mm-hmm. one one inch tall, is good at basketball, gets drafted, first round draft pick, and he goes from barely having $2 in his pocket enough money to buy some ramen or eat every day to a 16 million dollar contract yeah and it's just like of listen they they don't know how to navigate yeah. these worlds and unfortunately the parents at that point they don't because their mentality the parents i don't, don't think. either it's all new mo- they have new money yeah new money does not know how to navigate old money world mm-hmm and unfortunately, this is, they get taken by their lawyers. They get taken by their accountants. Imagine all the, the pedestrians they get taken by. Yeah. And and that, to me, is a problem, an issue of... It, it's just unfortunate because you have these parents who don't know how to navigate their world. You have this child who don't know how to navigate this world. And then, to me, it's very much the responsibility of the people who are on the other side to help them. It's just like... Because they know, it's, they know this is a sport that does have a lot of people come through who aren't as who aren't wealthy or who of don't course. come from privileged backgrounds. And there's backgrounds. always going to so, be a yeah. bunch of pariahs just waiting exactly. on the side to take advantage. But those sporting, like, what do you call it? The, the like leagues, the agents and the, the leagues. Oh, the and leagues. They, they should set it. I'm pretty sure maybe there's something like this that exists now. Mm-hmm. They should have people who are who they trust and can take them under their wings and just school them on how this is what you should be doing. Maybe they won't listen, but they should definitely have that. Maybe they do. I don't know. 
but it, it is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, it's excess. What is um, Michelle Pfeiffer saying? Scarface? Oh, I've never she seen Scarface. Oh, whoa. Well, honey, is what? it she? No, she was also in Casino, right? No, honey. Oh. That was Sharon Stone. Oh, okay. I okay. can't with you right now. Well, I've never seen either movie. Lord. I've never, okay. I just know that they're blonde. We're going to have you Beautiful watch women. Scarface. Well, Michelle she Pfeiffer. She something like nothing exceeds like excess. And I'm like. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we did. We did end up going on some tangents. We always. Yeah, we, we always do. Yeah. But do you think R. Kelly will be like? Because I haven't been following all the evidence. Do you well, think they said that, that his will... label is already dropping him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they said that they're trying to bring charges in Atlanta, but they need some of the women to come forward and they need to corroborate the abuse allegations. And I think the issue is that there he doesn't have. In these recent years, there's nothing where he has underage yeah. um, girls where he's... Yeah, where he's had sex with with minors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's more these allegations of, like, abuse and kidnapping and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need the women to cooperate. And, unfortunately, it's like, well, he's he's getting these women who are just... Or girls. They're, they're girls. They're just of age. Um, that are highly impressionable... And, I mean, it's it's a pimp thing, right? Where it's just like, you, you're supposed to take their mind first. They'll never leave you. They'll never be disloyal. And that's yeah. what's happening now. So. I wonder what he. Because you know how you have you have these, you know, Harvey Weinstein and you have these predators. I wonder will they make a comeback? You know, like, I feel like what they is. Should. what is there No, should they shouldn't. But no what is. There's no space for them to do that. But what is our threshold? Because, you know, they have people. You know, I was someone had mentioned uh, we were talking about this R. Kelly thing, and someone was like, "Remember the guy from Seventh Heaven?" And I was like, "Yeah, the guy from Seventh Heaven who I don't know if you know the show, right? The the father, the, the guy dad, who played the, show. the preacher. Yeah, he got caught, I think, with all of this child pornography, mm. and that was maybe what five years ago. I think we haven't heard from him since. Harvey Weinstein, you know, this is new. Yeah, this is relatively new. I'm wondering what's going to happen to because I mean they've had other people who've been accused of these things like Woody Allen who's still making movies. Yeah, Woody and a lot Allen of, is that, he's he's like R. Kelly in that he's been allowed to escape this and everyone knows it yeah. and nothing's being done. Yeah, and I think that had and I also thought too, you know what? Because I wonder like if say his label has dropped him and a lot mm-hmm. of them a lot of the people in the music industry some of them have um, like Celine Dion and Lady Gaga they have took um, taken a lot of their, um, their collaborations off, with him yeah. off of streaming and um, I wonder how much this will affect him like will he be able to go away for a couple of years and come back I don't think so but I'll be honest with you apparently I, Mel Gibson's making a comeback is a different kind oh of crime God. but I don't think that our Kel- I think he's gonna go overseas and he'll be fine I don't think that people outside of America understand the extent to like how disgusting is the things that he has done. I don't think that they know. Mm-hmm. They don't have lifetime in South Africa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, they don't really know, and it's not really it's not as prevalent. I think in as in your face as it is now here yeah, in the definitely. states. So I think he's gonna go to Australia, and he's gonna go to Cuba, and he's gonna go to. You know, Ghana, and he's going to live. He's going to be fine. At least the UK knows, because I went through his Instagram Mm -hmm. the day that I watched the show just to see what people were saying in his comments on any given picture. It's half and half. Some people are like, you're the king of R&B, always and forever. These people are crazy. One person was like, don't ever come to the UK, because we don't have a cure for that disease you got, and as soon as you step foot, we're just going to shoot you and kill you. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. So... It's half and half. 
it's, it's, it's amazing, though. It is. It's funny that, that some people never, are still caping for him. Like, a lot of the sexual... I mean, it's different for women. But, you know, like... You know, all these celebrities who have, like, yes people or have people who sort of enable them to do things. Like, you know, the Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. I mean, hers was drugs, but she definitely had people around her who knew what she was doing. And, of course, you can only, you can't force someone to help. I don't know if Whitney was ever in rehab. You can't force someone to do something that they want to do. But a lot of people point to those people who got the drugs. Whitney Houston wasn't scoring drugs. Herself. Of course, not right. Yeah, and, and you know, it's the same. R. Kelly's not scoring, you know, getting these women himself. And these are no way in the same. I'm not comparing them. I'm right. just thinking we would never, there, I mean, I guess there wouldn't be a time, it wouldn't be an issue where a woman, can you imagine if instead of drugs, Whitney was R. Kelly? If Whitney was doing this? I, I don't think, I wonder too, just because of the, I wonder with the men in the industry, they'd be like, no, we shutting this down right now. We're shutting this down immediately. No, because I don't, I don't even... Like is she like that? She'd be with underage girls, underage boys. I don't underage think. Boys. I don't think both. Men, I don't think grown men would give a shit one way mm. or the other, because mm. it wouldn't be affecting them in any way. It doesn't affect them. They don't fucking care. Yeah. Listen, the fact that the the statute of limitations on rape in 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 this state is five years in a day is insane. Five because years in a day. Five years in a day. Mm. Like there are way lesser crimes that have a longer statute of limitations. If they could really understand the extent to which the damage goes, I bet you five years and and five days later, the woman that got raped is still very much affected by it. But on that note, yes, we will have to go. All righty, yes. yes, it goes I by know so you quickly. Could continue to talk about this all day. Well, you know, it, yeah, it is. It, it makes me think. It's been three weeks. I've been talking about it. So. <laughs> um, but yeah. Maybe next episode we'll have something a little more lighthearted. A little light, yes. Or maybe not. We'll see what's happening in the world. We'll see, yes. That's yes. just what it is, mm-hmm. right? Not enough lightness in the world. <laughs> we'll bring the lightness. Yes. In the meantime, bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.